This is GamesAtWork.biz, your weekly podcast about gaming, technology, and play. Your hosts are Michael Martin, Andy Piper, and Michael Rowe. The thoughts and opinions on this podcast are those of the hosts and guests alone and are not the opinions of any organization which they have been, are, or may be affiliated with. This is a special episode behind the scenes recorded at the BCS. Games that work, not biz. So I'd like to introduce everyone, or get you to introduce yourselves. So we've got we've got Michael Rowe, Michael Martin, and Andy Piper. Uh, if you could just tell us quickly who you are, and then we'll get on to where where you fit in the, the podcast. So I'll I'll start with Michael Rowe. Uh, hello, hey. hi, I, I'm Michael Rowe. Uh, I'm one of the founders and co-hosts of a couple of different podcasts that are currently called Games Work Biz, and we'll get into that later. So uh, that's enough. <laughs> Other Michael, if you if you're operational still, <laughs> yes, I'm 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 still here and I'm still operational. Hi, it's Michael Martin. Just as a voice print, I'm the other American accent you'll be hearing today. Um, I'm also founder and co-host for this particular podcast, uh, GamesAtWork.biz, and um, delighted to be here with you all today. Excellent, Andy Piper. Go, Andy. Hello. Yes, I'm Andy Piper, MBCS CITP. Um, and uh, I um, am a co-host. I wasn't a founder of this particular podcast, but um, I am a, now a regular uh, one of the three co-hosts every week for this show. So there we are. So games at work copies. Now, um, it's just in case everyone's not listened to it, we should have listened to it, but that's that's for um, homework afterwards. But go and subscribe. Um, games at work, it's been going for nearly... As games at work, is nearly four hundred episodes weekly. Now, just let that sink in for everyone. That, that's quite a lot of content to be producing, and a lot of um, a lot of effort, and a lot of time, and and equally a lot of experience has been generated for it. But um, Michael, what's Michael Rowe? What what's the? I'll start with you. What's the history of games at work, is and what's the what's the point of it? What's the kind of hub of not the point of it? That's not the right. You know what I mean. What's the what's the hub of why it exists? So what's its what's its raison d'être? Yeah. So 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 this all actually started. Gosh, I want to say two thousand five, two thousand six, uh, with a game called Star Wars Galaxies, um, and uh, I used used to play it in the very first incarnation of that game. Um, you would go out and you would adventure and when you adventured you lost stamina and you could regain stamina by going to the the pub basically uh the casino the whatever um and and watch other players dance uh and that would give you a buff and you would go out and adventure some more and uh michael and i were talking one time and we we thought of it as being just really bizarre that you could you could improve your experience by dancing with wookies uh which uh which kind of you know harkens back to dancing with wolves and, and and the amount of time i was spending on this game i realized uh, it would just be amazing if if you could harness that addictive quality of these mmorpgs in a work environment and and in, you know up level your java skills or or improve your architecture skills or whatever um Shortly after that, uh, I was I was uh, 
ran into yourself and Andy in the the old uh, uh, back in the 2006 days uh, and there was a, a lot at, at the company we were working for at the time, uh, IBM, uh, there were a lot of these internal tools for for capturing what people were thinking of, uh, websites they were finding that were interesting. And we had this one called Dog Ear. And Dog Ear was kind of a, a, for those who may remember Delicious or Dig, it was a similar idea. You would tag things and it would host a website that would capture all the tags. Uh, and you could search for tags and that would give you different sites that you might want to look at. And so Michael and I were talking again and we thought we could use Dog Ear, mirror, mirror the idea of Dog Ear, a Dig Nation, and do a podcast on interesting things people were finding at work in order to also promote the idea of this upcoming EBO at work on virtual worlds. So we started doing a podcast on that. Uh, when we, gosh, uh, Dog Ear Nation ran for probably about five years, uh, five, six years, and uh, decided in early 2012, I believe it was, uh, that we should really focus back on roots because we were all over the place talking about anything. Uh, and we, we decided the whole idea of Games at work, the whole concept of, you know, dancing with Wookiees, using games to improve work, uh, improve customer engagement, improve whatever, would be a great idea for a podcast. And that's how we turned at the beginning of 2012 into playing games at work as a method of finding interesting websites related to gaming technology, virtual worlds, augmented reality and general tech. Uh, and that's kind of the foundation of gamesatwork.biz. Fantastic. So you, you very much rely on what, what your content is is provided. User-generated. We, we were lazy is really what it came down. We were lazy. We didn't want to go look for stuff. I, I, yeah, I didn't want to <laughs> We wanted everybody else to say, what do you, what do you? We call it yeah, social. Now it's we social. We call it social. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we, so we, we, we got, uh, uh, we looked at what other people were saying might be interesting, and then we kind of took our, our take on it. But we try to keep it within that gaming technology and gaming adjacent technology uh, as as our core of our of our topics. Excellent. So, Andy, you said you, I mean, you're not a co-founder, but you're very close to one, aren't you? So Pretty close. How, when did when did you roll into the? I was fairly. I was. I was involved with Doggy Nation fairly early on, um, and we were pretty consistent. I mean, there is a time zone differential, obviously, here. I'm based here in the UK. I was formerly based down uh, near to one of IBM's labs down near Winchester, and now I'm in West London. Um, and um, trying to find a time that the three of us could consistently get together um, was sometimes challenging. So quite often I'd be sitting in the uh, in the Hursley lab uh, at IBM at the end of my day on a, I think we've recorded, we've pretty much always done a Friday, haven't we? Uh, so at the end of my week on a Friday and I'd be sitting there and, and talking to them, to Michael and Michael in their lunch hour on a, on a Friday. Um, and uh, yeah, when we got to episode 200 of Dog Air Nation, um, I really needed to not be doing that for, for at that point. Um, so we kind of rounded the show up. And and then I went off and did other things outside of the company, outside of IBM, and, and changed jobs a couple of times. So I kind of um, occasionally dropped in as a guest on Games at Work initially, um, when we could find time because I was doing a lot more traveling at, the, at that point, and it was just very difficult for a period of time to get us all together. And uh, 
and yeah, really the last few years since um, since the pandemic and um, where we've mo- more, frankly most mo- mostly more consistently been in one place. Um, I've been uh, I've been more involved, but uh, or consistently involved. Um, but yeah, it's been a it's been a wonderful thread of both sort of friendship, knowledge sharing, um, shared history, um, shared interests. It's been it's been great to to have this uh, relationship grow between all of us. And Marco Martin, do you, I I take it you don't disagree with any of that. You're not going to say no, no. I I don't want the continuity the continuity um, Brit or whatever you called yourself the other day, Andy. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's been the continuity co-host here too, which which is great, you know. And any old time when when you've got three people, what it does is it helps to make sure that the show does in fact go on. Uh, we strive to do that. We've done a pretty good job over the years here, and it's almost ten years now running of doing something on a weekly basis, and that requires an awful lot of discipline. Um, but it's fun, so I'm not going to disagree. It's a yes and. Uh, it's fun, and it keeps us all connected with one another, which is good. That that it's more of a, a tight loose relationship versus the loose tight relationship i'd say and it also helps us stay in tune with what's going on in industry because we're just constantly scanning the horizon for what's going on in technology what's happening in artificial intelligence how do gaming mechanics really relate to the notion of doing business and that's been just a hoot to be able to work with all the people that we've had so so when you on these these friday records then you you've had the kind of like a whole week's worth of of people maybe dropping links in various places and and you obviously you you're not completely lazy because you do find things yourself well not completely but, um, <laughs> but but when when it when it's i mean i've been there a little bit but what's the how does it work so friday when does it start what do you have to do and and michael martin particularly what i noticed you tended to tend to be the chief whenever i've been on be the chief wrangler of those links to kind of create some sort of production order so that there's a, a story to flow everyone contributes but just talk us through the flow of that yeah, absolutely so um it, it's it's not actually all that special although there, there are times when um we we do annoy one another you know and how do we get this all orchestrated and organized as you said and we've tried different tools and techniques um where, where we've evolved to most recently is we've got a, a group chat running throughout the week. And in that group chat, we will drop in things that are interesting. Some things that we would feel like, hey, this is great to talk about. Others are like, yeah, this is interesting, but we're not gonna talk about this on air. Um, and we, we share those. As we, we get to showtime or close to showtime, um, we go through those links, open them all up, take a look at them, and then say, well, which ones make sense? And then we dynamically create a show order, if you will, that says, hey, here's a bunch of things um, like what Andy and I did uh, just a couple of days ago. Wow, here's a, there's an awful lot of discussion on artificial intelligence and what's going on in the chat space and so on and so forth. So that's a logical grouping there. And we try to uh, create a, a, a storyline, if you will, that goes through it. So that storyline will usually start with a theme such as the metaverse or AI or what have you. And then it will usually usually devolve into, oh, we've got a couple of things that we do want to get in because they're really pretty cool and they're worth mentioning and you might not have seen them otherwise. So we do that in a shared document um, so that the running order is there. We get all the links orchestrated that we're going to run through as best as we can. Sometimes we get real excited about a topic and we run longer than we thought. 
um, oftentimes we think of something else that we saw that wasn't in the running order, but because we're flexible and that's the way we are, we're like, yeah, okay, well, let's throw that in. Uh, maybe we didn't get a chance to read that ahead of time, but boy, isn't that an interesting notion? So the spontaneity for me uh, of the natural reactions is really quite cool. We're not rehearsed. We haven't made up the jokes that happen before the show occurs. Uh, you're usually getting the real live stuff, but uh, but I've, Michael, you've got a I've, point. I've on got this, a story. So uh, year, years and years ago, uh, for people who follow the social media space, um, you you may know the name Veronica Belmont, uh, who used to be the head co head host of a, a podcast called Mahalo Daily. Uh, she does a a um, a science fiction fantasy book reading podcast now she used to be a product manager at adobe really really interesting and early on in our career of the show uh, we actually got her to be a guest on the show and <laughs> not to say we weren't excited she was awesome we weren't excited right yeah. we, we were really excited to have her on the show and we 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 did our this was i think was this still dog Your nation or was it games at work Yes, it was. It was, Dog it was Dog okay. and so yeah, it was Dog so pretty much same thing. We got our all links together. We shared them together uh, as part of the discussion. We kick off the show. We're going through the whole show, and we're just about to wrap. And I look down and go, "Oh crap." I didn't hit record, <laughs> which is why we do the count this in, is, right? Mm. <laughs> um, and well, this is before we had the current. Yeah, setup this is even well. before so the, the separate recordings of everybody, yeah. right? Right. So we we've got multiple backups the way we do it now. There's, um, anyway, so so we get to the end and it's like, oh crap, we didn't hit the record. We looked at our, everybody looked at their watch like, well, we. We could try again and just do a little abbreviated sh show. Um, she was very gracious. She said yes. We we do hit record, and she is spot on the same jokes at the same time. <laughs> it's like, that's a pro. That is a pro. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Michael. Go ahead. You were, you were continuing. <laughs> Well, so, so that gives you a feel of what the show looks like and how Sounds the, like. the big importance of pressing the record button. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, on the, on the technical side of things, then Michael Rowe, you you are you are the audio engineer and uh, wrangler of all of all things. Yeah, in and that space, what, what what do you end up doing? Well, it's it's actually <laughs> interesting because my my undergrad degree was in television production, and I actually learned how to edit for radio too using tape. And 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 a razor blade and and literally splicing things together. So so I do have a little bit of background in the true uh, old school uh, technology. Um, but no, it's it's actually pretty pretty well organized now. So we do what's called a double ender. Uh, so everybody records. Uh, we record three sound files. One is a combined file of everything. One is a my local sound in one channel and everybody else in another channel, right? That way you can line things up and make sure everything's clean. And then one is strictly your own local audio. Um, right. So at the end of the show, we make sure that everybody takes that local only audio and they, they upload it to a, a, a folder that I have, that I have a script that then runs. And as soon as it sees the files in there, it picks it up, moves it somewhere else onto my local network. It disappears so you know it was uploaded successfully. Uh, I am now uh, about 
two years ago, uh, I started using actually an iPad app to edit the podcast called Ferrite, uh, which is is phenomenal. I, I used to use Logic, right? You know, the big production Logic Studio stuff, and you can, you know, drops all kind of sound effects in. You can edit. Everybody has their own tracks. I try to level everybody out. Um, I, 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 and I do the same in Ferrite now. Um, I try to clean up the background noise. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be uh, overly aggressive on that. Uh, right, because some natural sound is okay. Uh, I I do get rid of some overtalk. Right, some of it I leave because it's natural and it's conversational. Uh, we have a a intro sound and outro sound that uh, was recorded by a, a local band, and it's actually the music from a video game called Big Blue. Uh, and uh, so that's the intro and outro. We have a standard uh, intro. We also, one of the things we do, and we did not do this episode yet, but you're going to do it for us. You just don't know it yet. Uh, is we, we do a, a separate little recording saying, you know, this is episode blah, blah, blah. And we give it a title. So we cut that out, splice it, put it at the beginning. Um, and uh, basically, it's all about, you know, cleaning up the audio, making sure the background noises are cut down uh, and that it sounds conversational yet clean. Uh, at the end, it's every track is mono. Uh, we put out a mono file. We, we played with stereo for a while where we put each of us slightly in a different location. Uh, so I actually did that for a while. Uh, I thought it was annoying to listen to. <laughs> and uh, when, when, I, when, I, when we stopped doing it, I had forgotten. And so I was like, God, why is Michael so quiet? <laughs> right. Um, so, so a little bit of spatial audio. We stop that. It's all mono. We 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 flatten it down, and then we uh, upload it to our our website, where I hand it back off to Michael uh, to do the show notes. Or Andy does them sometimes. I've done them sometimes, but say, pretty much. I was going to say, so Andy, your your um, social social media is is very or has been very much your thing over much of your career. Um, what what do you what do you do to let people know about podcast or is there, is there something, well, I know the answer to this, but what goes with the podcast? <laughs> what special, what special skills do I bring to this other than being British and grumpy? Uh, um, <laughs> and really good at Google search. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're good at Google search and probably now it's doing chat GPT queries. Or so um, I have helped a lot, um, especially in the last couple of years with the with the website, and um, we, we we do a lot of. We're pretty basic in terms of modern podcasts, I think. So a lot of podcasts now have, go to one of the big hosting platforms and do everything through that platform, and there are platforms that literally let you record directly into them um, and do everything there. So we are old school in the sense at the moment that um, the entire history of both podcasts we've used WordPress as our CMS. And we've used a plugin called, uh, well, in the past, we've used a, product, a plugin from a, a, a service called Blueberry um, called PowerPress, which lets you host the audio files and then it spits out uh, a, an appropriate RSS feed in podcast format. One of the, the cool things, and I've seen this being mentioned a lot at the moment, is uh, how RSS has kind of quietly survived all of the upheavals across the technology industry in the last 20 years. Um, and is still driving blogs and feeds and podcasts um, fundamentally, even as different big tech companies want to sort of 
position themselves as owning podcasts or, or having podcasts on their on their platform. So um, you can quite easily still set up a, a blog with an RSS feed and, and have your own podcast without having to be on any of those big sort of vendor-driven sites. You can choose to go to one of those and you may get some reward for it or not. But uh, that's been quite interesting. So I've helped a lot with that, um, trying to do, do, do a bit more around the hosting. Um, in terms of the promotional stuff, again, helping to find channels to promote it. Um, I think that is sometimes challenging. And at the other, on the other hand, it's our podcast. You know, we 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 do it as much for us um, and for you know our friends to some extent as we do for a massive audience. We'd love to have loads and loads and loads of people listen to us every week, um, but we don't need to. And we've carried on for fifteen years um, without necessarily having hundreds and millions and thousands or whatever of users. Michael. However, if you, our dear listener, would like to tell your friends to, you know, like and subscribe, Definitely. go to our website at gamesatwork.biz, find us on your favorite podcatcher. We're on every one of them that we can find. You know, uprank mm-hmm. us, star us, rate us, uh, anything to help promote us, we wouldn't complain. <laughs> for sure definitely we we, we 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 definitely appreciate the support from folks and and people sharing yep. um and people letting us know what they think because that is really valuable and important to us as well um that people let us know what particular things and what angles that we may have come across or not come across um are interesting we've come quite a long way as well from the beginning so we talked about doggy nation and that being very much driven around people physically physically digitally bookmarking things tagging things and then getting them into our radar that way um and then over time we've gone through this phase of having a slack server between the three of us which has really sort of taken the rss feeds from some of our favorite tech blogs as well as tweets from people um, who are tagging us uh and bringing it all together for us and that was really just massive every week just so much content to sift through from you know all of the big tech news sites and then trying to bring it down into something interesting. And I think at the moment, really in the last, I would say, 18 months, we've come to more of a shared group chat between the three of us because we kind of know the sort of topic areas we want to cover and the things we are looking at every week, but also making sure that things we might see on Twitter or Mastodon or somewhere else come in as well and get in, get included. But it, that seems to have helped to refine that process at the you know that beginning that Michael or all of us, but Michael particularly is good at and has helped with putting together that run of show and and, and that storyline. Yeah. Um, and I think beyond that, and if I'm going to talk a little bit about my role some more as well, is I've spent a lot of the last ten years in particular doing public speaking, storytelling, um, developer advocacy, which has been my day job. And I do try, tend to get us to stop and describe what we're talking about a bit more because it's an audio podcast. <laughs> and quite often we're, the three of us have seen the story or the video and the funny thing that we were talking about and then we'll just start talking about it. And then I'll okay, kind of say, okay, everybody, let's just kind of <laughs> describe to the person listening with their ears. Yeah. Uh, very much like how I'm now trying much harder myself to add visual descriptions to pictures when I upload them. Um so that people can get a better sense of what's being shared online. Um, it, it does it does help a lot to really sort of stop and describe the context of what we're talking about. Excellent. Well, certainly, I've I certainly heard more than once, um, and also you know, occasionally when I've been on, it's like, look at this, and you, you point at something in the office, I mean, that, that you've got, 
and then you suddenly realize you're on an audio podcast again and say mm. i'm on an audio podcast and, and i now need to describe that but that's, that's, that's and it, it is yes. a running joke though for us <laughs> you know? i mean we, we we do realize we're not on video yeah. and there's reasons yeah. for that yes we, <laughs> we we absolutely uh, at least i know personally i have a face for radio uh but <laughs> <laughs> oh, well we're doing this one on video now oh so, gosh darn it as well <laughs> sorry sorry to break that bubble so um i mean th- so we're kind of getting starting to there uh, talk about some of some of the things you talk about, including things that you mm. have to talk about because you can't see them. So uh, there's there's clearly some um, there's the theme of of going to work up is, but within that there's some there's some broad themes that come across a lot on there. So you definitely, obviously, uh, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about metaverse in a minute, I think. But um, Lego and Apple, <laughs> Can, who who wants to who wants to go on? I- I used to have. Oh right, okay. Well, I used to have when we when we had a Slack channel. I I I made Slackbot start (laughs) start being rude to us when we mentioned something too often. So like if if we kept posting things about Apple or iOS or something, we it would say you know this isn't just an Apple show. Remember um, and things like that. Um, The Lego thing, I think. um, I mean, I'm a huge Lego fan. and if I tilt my camera, there's some, a load of Lego up on the shelf here. There's Boba Fett just there, uh, and everyone is awesome and other things. So, um, uh, so there's, there's some stuff there. So that, that, that's certainly been one of oh, my personal God, interests yeah. oh, for a long show. time. Yes. I, I, you see, I can't. And space is also a thing. Uh, so Michael's combined, got, got two things in there at once. Uh, so, look, I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to say that I'm, I'm the only person that's interested in that. It's a, it's a group thing. But I think also just it's always been one of those things that fits really well into the creativity collaborative space. I mean, there's a reason why Lego themselves have a program around, um, you know, creative uh, meetings and, and play at work and, and things like that. So um, I think that's been, been really fun to bring in. Uh, Apple, I think was a, also kind of a joint thing. We've all been big long-term Apple fans, but um, I mean, back in the day, I think when we did the original show, there was certainly, I was, Going out to, to to stand in line for very, either either Mac OS box boxes updates or or the iPhone or we, whatever. We so. actually have uh, an early episode of the two different ones. One, uh, Michael, you did a thing, and then I did an interview thing too, and we did interview shows of people getting their first iPhones uh, at the Apple Store. Wow! Yeah, while, while, while in line, yeah. we recorded them. You know, interviewed them uh, uh, in line, waiting for their their first their first yes. Apple product, really? which was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> too but i think i think also um it's a good reminder for me as well that to, to pay more attention across the right. industry i mean they, they certainly apple have certainly been a, a massive factor in what's been going on in consumer technology for the last 15 years but uh they haven't historically had it as we know a great footprint or great presence or as visible a presence in the enterprise right. space so um and that's certainly not to say they don't because i've been using a mac for the last 10 years in an enterprise space but um it's a good reminder to sort of look around and be aware of all of the different platforms and things that affect what we do day to day both work and work and play yeah i mean you're certainly not an apple only podcast i don't want anyone to think that because there'll be some people that absolutely detest apple and everything Mm -hmm. but but the being able to describe it through having used it and the, I mean, even the mm. tools using to create the podcasts yeah. and things, it, it's, and I know, I know, Michael Rowe, you've, you've, you've shifting to 
try and see if you could use an iPad, just not yeah. not a laptop was was kind of a and and building your applications and stuff. How how much work can you actually do on some of these things? So that's a natural thing to be able to talk about, isn't it? Um, and I get, and also on the Lego thing, what I particularly like um, is that that Andy's there to make sure you don't put the S on the end of Lego. And I, I, <laughs> I know you know that shouldn't be there, but it's a very um, US centric thing that um, I get pitched things all the time that have the word Legos in <laughs> in my in my day job and well, as it absolutely drives me bonkers. As long as there's an apostrophe, I guess we're okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> if it's a That's possessive. Right. <laughs> or an, an Oxford comma somewhere. Hey, in I love the Oxford comma, so I'm... I'm <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Martin, what's your pet, aside from um, robots taking over your eyes or whatever, what's, what's your... What's your um, it's your yeah, we're not, we're not going to talk about spiders and oh, eyeballs sorry. here no. on this this particular recording, are no, we? No. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> but but what is what would uh, be your um your favorite kind of subject in in that kind of Lego I, Apple space? So obviously Apple, but aside from that, the, the the thing the things that I've been most intrigued by are are things around quantum computing, around artificial intelligence, uh, and the confluence of all of these these kinds of elements i mean uh the the idea with lego that that's so attractive is just the building block notion and whether we're talking about prims uh and again for those of you who are not part of the long-term uh second life and other environments you know i'm sure we will uh but but the ability to build things together and to construct them and to leverage them and use them and see the game mechanics and the physics which goes back to quantum kinds of uh, uh notions as well those are all really just fascinating to me and the confluence of these technologies that are coming to bear it always feels like right now right these are the good old days right now are the good old days and if we're able to take them into account and imagine what the future might hold this is just super fun to do and i love doing that with michael and andy and we are able to use the range of topics that we touch on to have those kind of discussions every day which uh, which is just just delightful is, so those those are the sort of things that that um get me excited too well certainly as a uh, as a fan as I, I'm, I'm clearly a fan the um the the chemistry between you guys when you do that and the love of the tech and not just tech for the tech's sake but the change it's going to make and the, th- the impact it has I mean during I've often shared this with you but during lockdown I would be doing laps of my garden to, to avoid going out anywhere listening to games at work biz and having your three dulcet tones in and that, that kind of friendship at any point in the day whenever however low it felt or wherever it was going and it being obviously something I'm, I'm quite a techie so it's it's really nice to, to kind of hear that and and feel that passion for it and as you said earlier on you're doing it because it is entertaining to do for you as well and that, that obviously obviously comes across um and, and, and we were trying to do it in a way too, uh, not just for you, yeah. but we were aiming for kind of commute distance. Yes. Right, right. That's right. So that's there's why some podcasts like out there minutes. that go on yeah. and on oh, yeah. and I was on. Say, it's a, it's a, so it's short. It's sometimes for me, it was always too short. I was like, <laughs> keep going, keep going. 
Well, it, it, it's it's a hard balance to make, right? Because I mean, uh, yeah. as as Michael calls out, I mean, I, I listen to a couple of podcasts that I have to put on two x or faster, just because they're three hours long. And you know, I, yeah. I do have a job, uh, and and you know, <laughs> family and a and life, life and everything else. So uh, while they're interesting, um, it's it's like get to the point, or you know, put that in an article. I'll go read it later. <laughs> uh, yeah. But but I do think it. It is it is key uh, that that this is we do it because we love it we love technology we love the area and um, as as Andy kind of pointed out it gives us almost an excuse to delve deeper on topics uh, and and I I find the the shows that I like doing more are the ones where we go off the rails and we go deep on a topic right you know it's only a thirty minute podcast and if we spend fifteen minutes on one topic topic that's a long time uh and and we've we've had a couple recently that i thought were just fantastic where where we spent 15 20 minutes of the podcast on one thing to kind of go deep and understand something and it's and i use it as a technique for myself to understand something better right because you know uh i've got smart friends right some of them uh we get on every once in a while uh they come on every once in a while more that's fine too uh and and others i get to talk to almost weekly so it's uh it's it's a great way to just keep keep the finger on the pulse so to speak but also to learn right it's as much for learning for myself than for the for the listeners as as you and i kind of find this too as you look at something there's that surface thing of oh that was interesting and then when you start talking you hear a slightly different point of view from from the people you know really well you think oh i hadn't i hadn't really thought of it like that and where's where's that going it it zooms you off somewhere which is is really fascinating stuff and I'm I'm often talking to myself when I'm listening to you still <laughs> not just around my garden but round round in the park now and they'll be you're I was about to say, uh, and probably a good conversationalist with yourself <laughs> oh, it's fantastic and um, you know it's more acceptable to talk to yourself than walking around the park but yeah. it's often when when you you're coming to a realisation about something and, and you go oh, what was the name of such and such or what was that game called and I'm shouting it was a space area or something like that <laughs> <laughs> just the odd, you know the other person walking a dog looking at me going what are you doing like, well, you know but and but on, on a on a particular subject that we're, we we definitely need to um need to have a little um fiddle around with now is metaverse. Yes. Given the word is back, um, and given uh, back in two thousand and six we were we were all kind of part of our eight bar movement and we were doing things in in places like Second Life and there was kind of corporate stuff going on and all those things. Um, it coming back has been uh, have you found that annoying that it's come back i mean it's good that it's going to happen but have you found it annoying to go no we've we've done this we've <laughs> we've talked about this we've I, why why are people not looking at the history of, of some of the stuff you yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's annoying but the, the history aspect is is the is the part that really gets me it's it's like everything old is new right it's like oh we're going to have a concert it's like yeah done that done that and i don't mean that as a negative i think it's great it's it's people experiencing it for the first time it's just like you know riding a bike right millions of people have ridden a bike before you and when you finally get to learn how to ride a bike it's the most incredible thing it's fantastic so so we're having another bike riding moment right now um and hopefully hopefully what that means is bikes will become more acceptable right uh and 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 that's it it's it's 
it's like running and banging your head against the wall. You can keep banging your head against the wall and eventually the wall might fall or you fall. And I think the metaverse concept, right? The whole concept of uh, extended reality, augmented reality, virtual reality, whatever reality you want to talk about is, is trying to bang the head against the wall of, of becoming an acceptable norm. How, how it becomes an acceptable norm and an acceptable norm for what is the interesting part. Is it just entertainment? Is it just education and training? Is it is it you know just marketing and sales? These are all really interesting questions, and that's what's exciting again because they're the same questions, but the answers may be different. Yes, and obviously it sits in. I mean, games. Given that a lot of it is powered by game technology, exactly. Not necessarily, but people have the misnomer that maybe it's all playing when it's game technology enabling it, that fits bang bang in the title of Games at Work Biz, doesn't it? It's sort of I mean that's that's kind of a, a so, useful. Yes, go on, sorry, Andy. So for me it's it's all really interesting because I think really the the IBM's adventures and experiences and experiments in Second Life and related technologies is what brought the four of us together as people that know one another and have, have become good friends. And and when I think of my interest and experiences with Second Life back in 2006, 7, 8, 9, they were around both collaborating at work, bringing in the external social content into onto spaces, services inside a 3D-ish uh, world. But also then socially, I got to meet, uh, I got very immersed in the space and got to meet people who were doing, as Michael just referenced, concerts, yeah. right? Doing doing concerts as indie song singer songwriters and were independently successful and on a, in a very small way but who i'm now friends with on facebook and i've known for you know i think about and think well hold on a minute i've known that person for 15 years this is weird <laughs> and, and i know them because she used to play music in second life and, and 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 none of that stuff is relevant anymore to what i do day to day and seeing it all come forward and as michael just said sort of you know everything is old old is new again in the context of metaverse as we think about it today um i think there's still a ton of applicability of those experiences and what we're talking about every every week um and how those things connect up but clearly the technology has moved on the bandwidth has moved on the graphics cards and capabilities have moved on um the ability to immerse yourself more as a consumer has moved on so yeah I, th I find it really exciting and interesting to be able to bring that historic i mean my my, my degree's in history right so I'm, I'm in tech by by going sideways at a certain point or whatever or actually i've always been in tech but um i i'm really fascinated by the way that society culture work technology all of these things have overlapped and that's another reason why i'm excited to be a member of the VCS as well and, and, and have those the ability to have this kind of group meeting and conversation and figure out how something that a fellow BCS member might know about that isn't in my immediate sphere of experience yeah. but because we're all in computing maps together and I'm just wandering off in different directions right as we go here oh, just okay. as a good episode of our show would do. <laughs> 
So Michael, could, could yes, I could I touch on that too? Because the, the the thing I was going to talk also about was the culture and adoption aspects of this. If you think about Lego, if you think about Apple, if you think about all these related elements that have been around for a while, you, you got to reach that tipping point. What's the killer app? What's the use case? What are the things that are going to drive large quantities of people to go do something different than what they had done before? And and the pandemic has gifted us, among other things, um, a newfound notion of having technology shrink distances between people. We're on other sides of the planet here, for Pete's sake, and we're able to converse and engage with one another as if we were just down the aisle, down the hall from one another. And I and I love that. And that, that's part of that loose, tight relationship that a number of social networks have facilitated over time. I, I'm not an, an, so much annoyed, I guess, by what's the ground that we've plowed over. Um, I think there is a, a notion of a reinvention of, oh, you know, I can do a presentation <laughs> in a virtual world. Isn't that super deluxe cool? Y- yes, it is. Um, but there's more to it than that. What's that? What are those tipping points? And as we start to see some of those examples, th- that's another thing that just draws us forward. And that we thought we were reaching a tipping point back in 2006, eight. 10, 12, didn't quite happen. Do we think it's going to happen now? That's another area for just rich, enjoyable conversation, say, isn't it? If only I was an industry analyst looking at that. Point, <laughs> oh, I, so, so, oh, yeah, well. <laughs> no, and, no, I think that the, the, bit that, um, the bit that intrigues me is that, that social side. I don't just mean social media, but that, that societal change and shift. Mm-hmm. Like we've had that societal change and shift for do we work in an office or not? It, it's it's all been kind of driven by I mean the technology was here to help us wasn't it but we could have been doing this ages ago um, but the pandemic kind of forced us down that route and and when I when I talk in in business circles about it they want to talk about industrial use and they want to talk about enterprises and then they they start talking B to C industry four yeah, well, they, they start yeah. talking about consumers and they say well yes but there's also the social side of things the what a, there's there's art. It doesn't have to be commercial. There, there's there's helping people. There's charitable institutions. There's just hanging out with your mates without actually paying somebody loads of money to do it. They, if you go and I mean I walk around the park listening to you guys. It's a social thing. Right. It's not. It's not about. You know, it might be on the expensive headset. It's a temporarily displaced social it thing is a temporarily yeah, displaced, too, isn't yes. it? And, and there's lots of ways of, of us working at how we can communicate with one another. Virtual fire pit. Be, yeah, money. But that's. <laughs> um, I, d- I just finished um, listening to the audiobook when I wasn't listening to Games at Work, but basically the audiobook of um, Matthew Ball's Metaverse tone. Oh. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and I thought I was going to be annoyed at it, but I wasn't. Because I thought it was going to be, oh, some dude's turned up and told us all the things we need. But he does actually make a lot of good points and understands where it all fits. Oh. And, you know, I. I can't remember if we mentioned it when I was on the show last time, but the book was around then, and it sort of triggered. And um, there is a lot of things worth you guys looking at about Apple, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and particularly the impact their payment system has, and not just Apple, Google, but the thirty percent off the top of everything. How that's potentially going to not make this happen this time, um, because it's a sort of downward spiral of just sucking all the money in but that's that's just corporate affairs isn't it um, I, I don't necessarily agree or disagree with them on that because that would be inappropriate and <laughs> not, not necessarily the view of my employers or anyone else um, so, so anyway so but let's let's go let's just 
shift a little bit to to games given this is games at work copies even though we're talking about this intersection here and we're almost talking about not playing games just then um i would say we're all gamers in in various shapes and forms um what's your poison when it comes to gaming so uh who wants to go first i i i'll i'll jump in because uh, partly because michael kind of gave us a preview of his right at the very beginning of this whole story but um i'm i i'm i'm a very bad first person shooter slash action game player um i one of my earliest sort of semi-professional roles was helping with the linux port of unreal tournament um back in the late 90s um that was kind of my first open source kind of um involvement and so i've always been really into those kind of games and halo and all of those um but i'm generally pretty poor at them so uh <laughs> you will you will destroy me on a on, in battlefield multiplayer easily but i love well yeah everything's slowing down but you've got a steam deck haven't you i've got pretty much all the th- oh, i don't have the playstation yeah. i've got yeah i've got the steam deck <laughs> and i've got an xbox yeah, and i've got too. other things yeah yeah do you have the little one with the crank on the side Oh. No, but it's uh, but mine's in mine's in uh, the play, play date. date. Mine's uh, mine's coming next month, I think. Okay. I never managed, crossed. never managed to get through the ordering process on that. It kept falling over on me. I'm jealous. So, so that's why Michael said that, wasn't he? You knew that. Didn't you? You, 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 take the house down. Um, so 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 uh, Michael Martin. Then I'm, I'm going to come to you, Michael. Rose, yeah. So, so my. <laughs> My game diet spans a whole bunch. Uh, I'm I'm famously uh, enamored with 8-bit style games and and have been playing things like that. I prefer the more casual ones than the ones that you have to really dive in and deal with for a long, long, long time. Uh, Probably comes as no surprise that I'm a big fan of the Lego Star Wars games on the Wii. Uh, That was my go-to when I was recovering from covid you know, earlier this year, and I was I crushed it and did a whole bunch awesome. on it. But I also love the old time, um, and, and and many of them are German, and I guess that's because just I've got German family. Uh, games like Fungdenhut, if any of you guys know that, it's a little little um, little cones you got to go around, and you can like grab onto somebody else, and if you bring them back to your base, they now become like your 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 players. So that's a cool game and. Mühle, mm. which is, um, I think it's called Mill Millstones or something like that, is, a, is another favorite of mine. So it spans, yeah. uh, but I, I love playing also the, the board games and those kind of tactical Fantastic. things. Michael. So, so, Michael, so mine, I actually like three types of games uh, equally well. Uh, obviously, I like MMORPGs. I'm a, I'm a sucker for WoW, especially now that you can fly dragons. Uh, That's World of Warcraft, in case anybody's yes. not. Um, uh, glad you, I'm glad you did that. that. Yep, yeah. yep. Uh, of, of course, if, if you have to ask, you don't know the game. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I love real-time strategy games, uh, like Age of Empires, StarCraft, uh, uh, SimCity, those types of games where you're, where you're dealing with a technology tree. Imagine that, uh, and and trying to to uh, deal with simulations, um, and then finally, and this one I know you enjoy too, flight sims, uh, the the 40th anniversary edition of Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, it was one of the main reasons I upgraded my Windows PC a while back, uh, and uh, I, I really do enjoy just and and it's not the the realism as in I really want to learn how to fly the plane exactly like that. It's the 
oh man, I used to live there. I want to see what the neighborhood looks like now, sort of, right? And and as these flight sims have improved with with better GPS data, better uh, satellite imagery, better 3D models, uh, etc., uh, it's it's just really cool to fly over areas that I have been at or that I want to go to. Um, and uh, they just introduced helicopters. And I, it sounds a lot like uh, maybe maybe not as good as Andy, but I'm horrible at flying a helicopter. <laughs> so so if we compare helicopters to first-person shooters, I am much worse than Andy. <laughs> but this is but this is sorry, Ian, but this is the, things like flight simulators, and we did an episode on this earlier in the year. I remember having a deep conversation about it. But things like flight simulators are really where all of the stuff going on really comes yeah. together. In the UK at the moment, just a quick shout out, there's a really good BBC show, um, which has got um, Professor Hannah Fry talking about the the, um, the wonder of modern life. And, and and she like pulls apart any sort of modern technology, literally takes it apart, and then like talks about the concepts that have, you know, and historically what's gone into them. And if you think about flight simulators, it's another amazing example, because you've got GPS, you've got, you've got the actual physics of putting a thing into the air, a big heavy object, and then the modeling yes. of that. And then you take GPS and mapping and- Weather, the weather data that's piped like in concepts, in real time. Weather, digital digital yeah. twin concepts, all of that stuff. Um, and, and and really it's, well, this is why gaming is such, is such an, an, an animation, such amazing parts of the technology in the computing industry, Absolutely. because they really bringing all of these different threads together it's fantastic as a history buff andy you might like to know that i've got a copy of flight simulator that i bought soon after the world trade towers went oh, down wow. because i wanted to preserve a digital representation yep. of what existed at the time mm. on mm. those cd-roms and it's up there on my shelf mm. flight sims for that reason certainly a fascinating i mean the, the history of flight sims has been, been really mm. interesting to follow as well but where it is now and as Andy says that 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 actual digital twin if you want it to be of mm. the world as it is at the moment with the weather as it is at the moment you can mm. do but it can also be as you don't want it to, uh, uh, you can change it so well make yeah. it rain make it snow make it whatever change change the the whole <laughs> thing so you end up with digital twins and the full kind of what if simulation or godzilla yes. yeah godzilla. <laughs> I mean, yeah i mean there's all sorts of things can be stuck in i mean i i in that space i mean one of the things that i often harp on about is no man's sky because it's a it's an amazing space exploration game that right. is is kind of the opposite of flight sim because it's it's genetically creating the universe of quintillions of planets and all the flora and fauna on them and it's all done with maths right so it's it's you, it turns up and it goes. This is what this place looks like, and then that place then exists, whereas it didn't exist, and nobody else may ever see it, but it's preserved somewhere. And and that there's a just the the computing required in that is is immense and quirky and places that aren't real, but are real. <laughs> it's, it's that it, we're, we're kind of back in in the metaverse space there, but you also get to fly around and kind of zoom things, and particularly flight sim. And No Man's Sky, with a VR headset on, is a oh, completely different ball game. I bet, yes. And a beautiful one. You, you haven't got there yet. No, no, no. You will. I, you it, it keeps you getting must. closer. 
as soon as I can spend a bazillion dollars for the Apple branded one. No. <laughs> well, you, yes, it'll it'll turn up eventually. Eventually, update, I'm sure. <laughs> it's been pushed again, isn't it? I've, I've just, or so the rumors say. How many, how many times is are we going to hear Robert Scoble say when it's going to be, and then it isn't? <laughs> <laughs> Our, our original nemesis when we did eight bar, I think, as fair to say, I mean, in a nice way, Andy. Don't we? One of the reasons we set up a bl- the blog called eightbar.com, which we're trying to resurrect at the moment, um, or resurrect the history of it so it's preserved in a in a suitable way. But we we were working in a in a stately home in Winchester or near Winchester, and we were doing all this high end tech, high emerging tech stuff and interesting stuff. But then it was all all the US West Coast Silicon Valley crew were busy blogging and particularly you know, Robert Scoble was doing blogging about all these cool things they were doing and we think we're doing them and we've got a stately home we must be cooler <laughs> so we just, we just kind of directed it all <laughs> that kind of that was the vibe we were trying to go there and we, again we're, we're kind of back to that social interaction and that, that these things feeling like something aren't we um, well I mean time's flown by there isn't it we're um we're almost at the top of the hour there as we we say often um i'd just like to i mean thank you all for for chatting to us and explaining what was going on and i hope the record button got pressed properly oh um and and just i'd like to i mean just uh, if there's anyone in the audience who's got a particular question they'd like to throw at you they then please raise your hand and i'll try and do whatever hosts have to do to get you in um but if not, I'm sure. How how can they how can they, how can you be reached? The uh, the well, promo advert again. <laughs> well, they can always go to our website at gamesatwork.biz, where uh, we have uh, a post for every show, every episode, and comment. Uh, but if they really want to help, uh, go to their favorite podcatcher, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Amazon Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or the Blueberry Network, and first give us a five star like. Right or, or rating because that <laughs> means a lot, and I then and then put a review. Ask a question in a review. We read all the reviews that we get, uh, and uh, we can react on the show there. Or uh, they can reach us on our our Mastodon instance, which is at bots in space. Uh, yeah, games at work underscore biz at bots in bots in dot yes. space, which is where we currently exist in the Fediverse. Yes. If you're interested in. Uh, Mastodon and the Fediverse. Uh, I can talk all about that uh, another time. But um, no, we also have a Twitter account, which is um, Games at Work underscore Biz, because you can't have a dot in a Twitter handle. Uh, games at Work underscore Biz uh, on Twitter. Uh, we also exist there. And I think we have a Facebook page as well. So yeah, we're in different places. Um, do check us out. If you go to our Games at Work Biz domain website, WordPress site that I occasionally tinker with, you should find relevant links in the header there. Fantastic. Well, and tons of show notes yeah. for every show too. We try to do a good description of what the show is, so you don't have to listen uh, if you don't want to, uh, but to say, "Oh, that's a great one." And then all the things that we refer to, so that when Andy uh, says something and Ian goes, "Wait a minute, <laughs> it's that," <laughs> chances are it's in the show notes, and you can find the link to the thing that we're talking about. That's excellent. Well, thank you very much. Been listening to Games at Work.biz, the podcast about gaming technology and play. We are part of the Blueberry Podcasting Network and would like to thank the band Random Encounters for their song, Big Blue. You can follow us on Twitter at Games at Work underscore biz or at our website at Games at Work.biz.
This is a special episode behind the scenes recorded at the BCS, which is used to be called the British Computer Society, but we've shortened it to BCS so that we can be more international. And it's a professional organisation that, that Andy and Margaret and I are, are part of that tries to help people understand what they're doing in the industry and where they can go with the industry and provide lots of mentoring and all these kind of things. And we run this animation and games specialist group to try and bring people from the games industry into the fold and people from the IT industry try and understand that the games are still IT. 